Charging Stallion presents news we like. Oh, yeah. <laughs> his name's Cam. And his name's Tim. E. D. <laughs> uh, welcome to another episode of the podcast, guys. We are coming to you delayed from my backyard. Turak, the, the, fancy, the fancy streets of Turak. Yeah. Um, my backyard is not fancy, but I'm saying that with a little bit of a hushed tone. One, because we're outside and we don't want to disturb the neighbours. Two, because our uh, landlord slash owner is doing yard work nearby, yeah, so I it's like a lovely that. it's a lovely spot. And thank you for having me live here. Don't Home. don't put the rent up. <laughs> Home of the best hard rubbish in Melbourne, though. Absolutely, yep. I found a toasty maker, like not even unwrapped, brand new. That's a so crazy, like wrapped in its box as if you just got it from the from the shop. Unwanted gift, I, I reckon. Yeah. Yeah. There'd be a lot of that kind of stuff around here. Eh? Mm. That's just such a good find. It's like uh, it's like you just went down to the shop and they gave you something new for free. And just said, oh, I don't worry about paying. Yeah. yeah. It's all good. <laughs> yeah. Did you need a toasty maker as well? No, I didn't really eat toasties before that. <laughs> but I have now that I've got that. Yeah, it feels dude. like such a waste if I didn't. When the universe throws a free toasty maker, you start eating toasties. That's what they say. <laughs> <laughs> That's the old trusty saying. It's been passed down through generations. Yeah. How are you going? Oh, sorry. Are you, are you, oh, no. Yeah, hey. I'll, I'm go- oh, how about we say how we are at the same time? How are you? Three, two, one. Good. I'm good. <laughs> what's been years, dude? What's been? What's? How's your week been? It's been. It's been good, man. Um, I feel like the main thing that happened for me this week relates to my house, so I'm going to continue to have this kind of hushed yeah, sure. tone because the landlord's just over there like sweeping it. up. Yeah, you like this? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, basically, um, I've been in this home, this bungalow, for maybe uh, ten months now. And one of the main things that makes it interesting, and if I'm honest, a little unnerving, is that every night I wake up around two or three in the morning to the same noise. Um, And it's a disturbing noise. And I'm just going to try and find, I've recorded this noise. And how long has this been going on for? uh, The entire time. And how long have you been (laughs) here for now? Like a year? Uh, It's about, yeah, 10 months. Yeah. Yeah, man. So it's been a big part of your life. Yeah, it has. So I'm just going to play this recording every night at three in the morning. I wake up to this. If this is the wrong recording, this will be weird. But I'm pretty (laughs) sure that this video is... um, Okay, listen to this. Imagine waking up to this. (laughs) It's the wrong video. (laughs) That was um, footage of Star Trek on TV. Um, Do you want to tell me about your week while I look for the right video? Let's do that, man. So uh, last night, I um, oh well, I finished up with uh, uni for a term because I got a little break now. You're on holiday. On holiday, man, and um, going down to Warrnambool by myself uh, on Monday just to write for a week. Yeah, so the writing retreat. Yeah, man. So just going down there, got a little spot on the water. I'm just gonna go down and just seek some solitude. Yeah, man. And just get some shit done. Yeah. When yep. was the last time you spent that amount of time alone? Oh, dude. Or if ever. I would say like traveling, but it's yeah. different when you're traveling because you're constantly, I, I don't think I've ever been this kind of, that I'm, where I'm staying, there'll be other people. Yeah. Um, but I've got my own room there and everything. So it'll be very small interactions yeah. with people, I'd say. Doing that, man, I don't know if I've ever 
mm. done this before. Have you got a plan for whether or not you'll switch your phone off or what your deal with your phone's going to be? Yeah, I'm just going to like turn my phone on at certain hours just to make sure that you know my partner hasn't got an emergency or something. And yeah. apart from that, man, just like turn off the Wi-Fi and just fucking get you know real deep into some ideas and just get some shit done. I love it, man. And um, apart from that, last night I went and um, saw uh, The Matrix at the IMAX in 4K. The original? Yeah, the awesome. original Matrix. <laughs> yeah. And get this right. So my partner, Shell, had never seen The Matrix before. What a way to introduce it I to know, her. Dude. Whoa, I'm so jealous of her experience. Yeah. That's amazing. Did, was she blown away? She's it's a gamer. Like, so she would love that. So here's her review, right? Yeah. Um, thought the CGI was pretty terrible but it okay. but, but it is yeah in, in 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 you know if you compared it to say the dragons on game of thrones okay you know yeah I mean? it's, it's come a long but way but it's from it's, like 12 years ago dude, dude long case from 1999 was when it came out is that 20 years that's 20 years ago whoa yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's so so crazy man yeah man and and um hang on is that yeah 20 years no is that 30 years because no way no? No, it's 2019 oh, right yeah, now. True. So 10, ye- 10 years is 2009. <laughs> so it's 20 years. It's 20, yeah. yeah I remember going to the movies. I didn't go when I was three. <laughs> and, then, um, and then she also said that the acting was terrible, which... Really? Which, I don't know, but she said that the concept of the idea of what the movie's about was really cool. And that's what catches ah. everyone, I would say, is the concept of The Matrix. Uh, yeah. Yep, it's a big part of it. I feel a little defensive. <laughs> Shell, I can't I, believe she's had a go at that movie. And I was, to begin with, so excited to hear yeah. what an experience it must have been. But I guess I was thinking she is going to experience it the same way I did when I was 10. Yeah. Which is not the it's, case. It's not the case. Yeah, though. she's... It's just how it is, man, with like, when you, if you go back and it's, because we have that nostalgia to it. Because yeah. we loved that movie growing up. Mm. And, and we saw it when nothing like that yeah, was really out there. I remember because I was I was a little bit older when I saw The Matrix. Probably like in the maybe like two thousand and three mm. or or something when I when I was like in sudden like in high school. Yeah, and I was I'd never seen anything like that in my entire life. Yeah, man, and it was crazy. And the fight yeah. scenes. Yeah, dude, that was they were amazing last night. She yeah. she did like the fight scenes. Okay, like she cool. Said that was she said. It was a little cheesy, but she said it was really cool. And right. I'm like, yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. She's really critical on, on, on movies and stuff, which I like. Yeah. She knows what she likes. Okay. Yeah. 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 Um, oh, man, I'm, I feel hurt. <laughs> <laughs> Just because of, I guess, what it meant to me at the age that I watched it. But no, that's all right. You can have your own opinion. You can go to IMAX and watch a classic and pull it to bits if you like. It's all up to you. At the largest screen in the world, too. Yeah. Mm. I bet it wasn't, like, cheap to go to that. It actually was. It was, was it? They were $15 tickets. Cause they like a normal went, movie. Yeah. Oh, well, so when they have, like, the normal movies there at mm. IMAX, they're about oh, 30 bucks yeah, a ticket. Yeah, yeah. But if they're doing the reruns of an older movie, they'll do it for Drop 15 bucks. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, they're doing the... Dark Knight series, oh, cool. all in one showing there, all three movies. Yeah, what does Shell think of that trilogy? She oh, a man them. would never wear that suit. She loves him. Okay, good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you dare fuck with Christopher Nolan. Yeah. So, um, 
Thanks for taking over for a sec, Timmy. I um, I found a video. Yeah, you nailed it. (laughs) (laughs) So for the last 10 months, if you're just joining us, uh, for the last 10 months, I've been living in a place that every night I wake up around 3 a.m. to this noise. And it really stops your heart when you've been when you've when you've been deep asleep and you and you hear you know oh was I dreaming and then it's not great. It's like you've got tiny little raptors in your roof, eh? It's it's real Jurassic Park shit. So realize that there's a family, I guess, of possums that were always having issues. They live inside the walls, so they feel like they're right next to your ear. Oh, they're in the walls? They're inside the walls, so you feel them scuttling past your head. So that wasn't even like you going up to your ceiling and recording? No, that's behind my head. Oh my fucking God. (laughs) So like, at first, if it's not loud enough and they're just kind of, then it just affects your dreams. But then once (laughs) they start thumping each other or like making love or whatever they're up to in there, then you... You you become awake and then you're like oh oh yeah it's just the possums. Then I didn't wake up about a week ago from the noise like it just become part of my routine. Mm. I didn't wake up from the noise. Got ready for work. Didn't think much of it. Opened my door to leave for the day to go to work and I looked down at my, like my welcome mat yeah. and there was a possum body like had freshly died oh. and it was a full grown adult. And I was like weird. Um, picked it up to put it in the bin, yeah. chucked it in the bin, was nearly about to go to work, realized that there was like clear liquid all down my leg. It wasn't blood. It had just oh. like sprayed out of this possum body. So I had to change my pants and go to work. But now I haven't woken up since, since a week ago, since one of them obviously murdered his brother. <laughs> and then so they've been having problems for, for 10 for months. For quite a while. And it's finally, he just said, no, yeah. you're dead. Yeah. And I'd say, I'd be saying stuff to, through the walls to them, like, that's enough of that. And then I guess the brother who <laughs> won. <laughs> Come on, boys. Come on. <laughs> Talk it through. Talk it through. Um, and then I guess the brother who won that fight was like leaving it as an offering or sending a message. Okay, you go next. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> If you think if, if this is what I'm willing to do to my own family, imagine what I'm willing to do to you. A whole nother species. <laughs> That's beautiful. Yeah. So it's a quieter night to go to sleep to, but the unnerving thought of the tough brother yeah. does keep me awake. Or could be a wife. Oh, you reckon the the wife killed the husband, and left him out there? Maybe there's heaps of uh, this is possums don't do this, but there's heaps of species where it's like the female is. Dominant, mm-hmm. yeah. In um, meerkats, so is that a matriarchy when it's female dominated? Yeah, like bees. Yeah, yeah. as bee- Oh yeah, queen bees, eh? Yeah, yeah. Because uh, I went to the, I go to the zoo a fair bit. We've you got love a song it. called Zoo Guilt as well. That's that's named after uh, getting high and going to the zoo mm. and feeling overwhelmed and guilty. Yeah, but loving the butterfly cage. Yeah, and but I love the meerkat enclosure, and I go there and I talk to the talk to the people, and the females are just full on that. So they'll have all these females in a, in a pen, right? Mm-hmm. But the males will only mate with the, with the, like the, the queen. Yeah. Yeah. And what are the other chicks up to? They're just chilling. Do they watch or does the queen prefer them to look away? I'm not sure. I didn't ask, eh? Hey, but they... I'd be they, interested in that. They constantly fight. They have like, they don't just have, they have a pecking order. So yeah. like they have a ranking system. Yeah. So just say there's 10 
meerkats in there, female meerkats. So they will all know where they stand on that ranking system. Yeah. Yeah. So it's not just, hey, that's the top and all of us are down here. Nah, it's like mm-hmm. a proper regimented sort of sort of proper system, system they've got going on, which is fucking crazy, man. It's interesting because it feels so like cold because and meerkats look so cute. You're like, yeah. oh, what are you, why are you being mean? Yeah. But they've got a whole system. Dude, they're real vicious, eh? Meerkats, yeah. the, the one thing the enclosure, uh, the, 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 the what, do you, what do you call them? Zookeepers? Yeah. yeah. Zookeepers at the, at the enclosure. She was like, they would be, if these animals were like the size of a big cat, the lion or something, they would be the most terrifying species <laughs> on the Because do the they planet. run around on two feet? Or do they just do that to check what's up ahead? They just do that to check what's up ahead. And they run around on four legs. Yeah, yeah so yeah. on four legs, like the size of a horse, if oh. you saw that. Oh. It'd be horrible. <laughs> and then when it stood up, like you'd be like thinking everything's fine. And if you saw a, a meerkat the size of a horse stand up, you'd be, you'd be dead. You'd she be like, they, it's all over. They, they have a game where they jack the birds as well. Like the, if a bird comes too close, the meerkat will jack one of them. So they're, they're proper they're proper little little. Do they, are they meat eaters? Yeah. Oh, okay. But they, I think they also eat... I think they they eat whatever. Yeah. Yeah. But they, they she said they they like rip the bird apart and eat her. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you don't think of meerkats like that. You, don't. you, you think of our oh, little 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 sweet Timon. Yeah, for sure. Just singing songs in the jungle. Yeah, man. Ah, dude. Vicious. That's not how they. That's They're not a how gang. They're hard out. They're a hard out gang. Yeah. All right, should we get to our news stories of this week, Cam? Let's do it. So if you're joining us for the first time, this show is called News We Like. Timmy and I discuss the headlines that have caught our eye, normally not the most mainstream news. They're normally weird things that we've like gone swimming in a Reddit thread to find. We're weird, and so it's called News We Like, so the stories are probably going to be yeah. a little bit weird as well. All right, Cam, the headline for this is, Mysterious Mashed Potato Dropper Strikes. Oh, Residents of a neighborhood in the U.S. state of Mississippi are confused by the bowls of mashed potatoes they're finding on their cars, porches, and mailboxes. And bowls. Yeah, just in bowls. <laughs> Resident Jordan Lewis described the uh, Bellhaven neighborhood of the city of Jackson as a quirky one, with residents decorating road signs and putting Christmas trees in potholes. Mm-hmm. So we don't know if someone is just playing a prank or if someone just had a lot of leftovers. <laughs> Some people are worried that it's... Um, their poison and um so the government said that uh, sorry the, the council said that they're going to get some of the uh potatoes and test them to make sure that they're safe to eat i don't know like, <laughs> <laughs> and then what the, the locals are going to start <laughs> eating them i don't know <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, tempting do you think it's what do you think it is do you think it's a prank do you think it's a it's a a, a person just being just thinking oh I'll just leave some of my leftover mashed potatoes. They're really good. I'd like for people to try them. I think it's, you know, when your parents or your mum makes you a dinner and you don't really love it. So you like, <laughs> you got to come up with some sneaky ways to yeah. kind of ditch it. I reckon this kid is just like going for walks. She's making mashed potatoes he's every night. He's failed though. This has become international news. Yeah, he's done the worst. He's done it the worst possible way. His mum's going to find out. I think it's a... Um, I think there's some kids, or or not even a kid, just just a prankster, mm. just just gone. Yeah, I've made it big now. Because we used to, we used to when I was a kid, we used to play heaps of heaps of pranks. Yeah, and do do heaps of heaps of pranky stuff. Yeah, and that would have been the 
holy grail of pranks. It was a, a little different back then because there's a lot more obscure news around mm. now. People love to hear about these stories. Yeah. And But being a kid now is the golden era of making it big time from your pranks. It could go global. Dude, imagine you do this prank and then it's it's news all over the world and nobody knows that it's you and you're sitting in your room just going... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> do you think he's got mates or he just did it for himself? I don't know. Would you... If, if that was you, mm. and this is this story's now gone global, and you haven't told anyone, mm. would you tell some of your mates just to get some cool recognition? Definitely. Or, or yeah, or, you would. Well, or just take it to your grave knowing that... That you're the mashed potato yeah, guy. And you just like had this hidden identity for, the, for, the, for, for your whole life, and maybe telling someone on your deathbed. They wouldn't believe you. <laughs> you don't they would have, they would have forgotten the story. <laughs> and then you're like, oh, I should have done something more. You've got to keep some printouts with you. Like, yeah. De- definitely print them out. Print and, some screenshots yeah. of the um, articles on online. You're going to have to refresh it with memories. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe don't leave it till the last two minutes on the deathbed. Like when the doctor says, you've got about two and a half weeks. Be like, okay, cool. Yeah. I'm going to tell you where a box of printouts from mm-hmm. Daily Mail are, and I want you to bring them here, and then I want you to arrange for my family to come over so I can just remind everyone, like, here's the events. Remember, 48 years ago, <laughs> mashed potato stuff. Or, like, tattoo it to you, like that guy in Prison Break did. Ah, uh, yeah. What yeah. Did, I didn't watch that show. You never watched Prison Break? I watched Break. Memento. Is it the same sort of idea? Like, he forgets stuff, so he puts it on his body? Nah, Prison Break is he's breaking... It, so he gets himself in... Uh, in prison yeah. where his brother is serving a death sentence mm. and he has all of the um, the what do you call it the, um, map. T- the yeah the map of the of the prison tattooed on him seems in, a bit obvious but it, but he does it in, in a it's 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 in a cool sort of tribal. artistic way okay no not tribal more like I'd say gothic okay yeah so at, to a while he's working out in the yard to, yeah. to a guard would a guard just go oh the guys in, the guys are goth yeah, wouldn't know. Yeah. Just wouldn't know, but he knows. He can yeah. read the map. And did he let it tell his brother? Hey, Chip. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he told his brother. And they yeah, broke no. out, and then they made three Works. seasons out of it. It's terrible. The other ones were bad. Yeah. Season the first one's not that great when you go back and watch it now. I went to mm. go back and watch an episode recently, and it wasn't, it didn't really hold up yeah. very well. It's quite cheesy. Oh, damn. Yeah. I hate when that happens. Yeah, I know. If you were a prankster, would you not think maybe putting a bowl of mashed potato is a little tame? But it worked. But maybe, is that the new generation of pranks? Mm. Because I think that, and when I did pranks, I'd like throw eggs. You had to break shit. Yeah, yeah, you had to like make sure someone was either hurt or inconvenient. I think we had it wrong. You reckon that the next generation is yeah. a little bit more woke? When we... You, we, you now you donate a meal. Yeah. <laughs> I gotcha! We, we had a bunch of little pranks that, that, that we would do. But the ones I look back now as the best ones mm. were the ones where... No one's property got broken and mm. shit like that, or we didn't wake up neighborhood or anything yeah. like that. It was just stuff like there was a construction uh, real close to us growing up, and so we would get the detour signs and yeah. cones, and we would direct all the traffic into a dead end street, yeah. and just sit in the bushes and <laughs> and what and watch people get real mad over over the over confusion. Yeah, nice. That was funny. Yeah, yeah, and you and really you're taking five minutes out of somebody's day so yeah. that you get to have a laugh. And I think as a child, you deserve that. Yeah, you were ahead of your time, is what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> you were doing wholesome pranks that before was, they were the that normal. That was about ten percent of the, the rest. The rest I wouldn't want to say okay. on on recording just because. Injured people. Naughty. No, not not injuring people. Just 
Just when you grow up in the suburbs, and it, it's not so much of a thing now, I've noticed, but mm. we didn't have anything to do. There wasn't as much sort, oh, yeah. of, sort of like online, like no one went online at night. So if you just kind of got out of the house and then you just yeah. get drunk in a park and then go and break some stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and that was all we did every single week. There was nothing else to do. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you should have been making mashed potatoes. Mm. Wellington woman horrified to find a man brewing beer in a hiking hut. (laughs) Wellington tramper Lorraine was out tramping in the Wairarapa and was planning to stay in a dock hut. That's a Department of Conservation hut. You've got those uh, tramping huts here. Like you walk for a while and you're allowed to just stay in them if you book them. In New Zealand, some of them have bunk beds and stuff in them. Eh? Yeah, 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 they're kind of they're kind of like my house. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Have you been in one? Um, I've been um, in a couple here in Australia. Yeah, and they're similar, but they don't. The ones I've been in didn't have bunk beds in them. Okay, yeah, ours are pretty nice. Yeah. I've been in a couple. They're like I'd live in them. Uh, this <laughs> this woman Lorraine got the shock of her life when she found a man was brewing beer in one of these and was planning to have some friends join him to drink that beer. According to Lorraine, an American guy had taken up residence at the hut with a large pot and was using water from the river to brew large bottles of beer. She was even more surprised to find out that eight of his friends were planning to join him later that day to help drink the beer and that the De- Conservation of De- uh, Department of Conservation had no problem with this operation. She said, you wouldn't be allowed to brew beer at the local town park, so why are they okay with this man doing it in a national park? Doc's operations manager, Kathy, said a ranger had come across the brewer but found the man was personable and friendly, and he had a current annual hut pass. While we wouldn't encourage this behaviour, our ranger made a call that from what he witnessed, the man wasn't bothering other people at the hut. Not good enough for Lorraine, though. She hated she the She sucks, fact. bro. She sucks so much. This this woman is... She's what's wrong with society right now. And... and, and, and I'm, I'm happy that the rest of the story sort of said, oh, the ranger was cool with it, everyone else is cool with it, because generally that's not the kind of kiwi that you find. Generally the kind of kiwi just goes, can I have a beer? Do you know what <laughs> word I would describe this lady as? And I don't know if it's a bad word, like I could be getting us in trouble here. <laughs> <laughs> Do you feel nervous to know what word I'm about to say? No, it's okay. Go for it. Busy body. <laughs> I think we're safe. Yeah, she is. She is a busy body. She really, yeah, man. She really is. Bro. It's, it's, um, look, if you're not harming anybody, and the fact that he's giving his beer out to his mates and stuff as well, if she said to him, and I, I, I could almost say 100% if she said, oh, cool, I'm just going to chill out, he would have offered her a beer. Yeah. She could have made some new friends. Yeah, she could have, you know, maybe maybe got some insights on life through other people's eyes that she obviously needs. Yeah, man, yeah. she doesn't sound like a lovely lady. And so let's throw to the lady herself. Here's an interview that Stuff.co.nz did with Lorraine, the lady that had a big problem with this. Let's hear what she had to say. Oh, I've never seen it before. Never. I've never seen anything. I've never had people stay up late at night making a noise, drinking. This is the only time I've stayed in many, many dock huts and everybody is 
nice. Everybody's nice. And I said the guy was nice. But everybody just follows the, the hut etiquette, I guess it is. There, is. there is hut etiquette. And people mostly follow it. It took him seven trips in and out to get everything into the hut. And there he set up his still, whatever, whatever you do when you boo bears. And his plan was his brother was flying from um, the States and he was arriving that day in Auckland, flying to Wellington. Mates were picking him up. They were taking him up to the car park, which is two and a half hour drive from Wellington, into the, into the hut with another about eight guys to have this party, drink his brew. Lots of people had seen this, though. This is the other thing. A lot of people had been in there because he'd told us about all these people, and we uh, we presume nobody reported it, and I guess that's because the night they were there, he wasn't doing anything. He didn't have all these people arrive, and he was just, the brew was there, chat, 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 go to bed. We just happened to arrive on the night all these people were due. In total, there were 11 people that we know of who changed their plans because of this one guy in the hut. There could have been more coming in. A lot of families use it. A lot of scouting groups use it. And there's a guy in there brewing beer <laughs> and going to have a get-together with his mates. It's just bizarre. <laughs> <laughs> what a lady. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of feel sorry for her a little bit, to be honest. Yeah. Because <clears throat> she's obviously lived a... I think some people can live a life that's too sheltered. Yeah. You don't want to live a life that isn't a little sheltered, because let's be honest, it's nice to, you know, not have to come face to face with... All the pain all, in the world. All the pain in the world, yeah. But cop a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? She's, yeah, man. She, and she, the most shocking thing she's ever seen in her life is a dude... <laughs> Like brewing a little bit of beer and having some friends come over and drink it at night. At night, and that's the most <laughs> shocking thing she's ever seen. Yeah, man. Jesus. Yeah. There's some people like that we hang out with that I'd love to introduce to her while they're on the <laughs> 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 and Ryan Larrisy would be a from 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 uh, a great Melbourne band called You Legends. He's drunk in a beer at night. <laughs> He's drunk in many a beers at night. <laughs> do you reckon? Uh, do you reckon Ryan could win her over? She, I actually she... have such trust in how much charisma he has yeah. that I think there's a good chance that he could. I think there's someone else that definitely could that we know. Uh, Dean Whitby from Drunk Mums. Yeah, he's he's won over some 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 people who were real cross at him at first. When we, mm. when we went to the UFC, he spilt his beer and and like over this real roided up scary looking Ooh, dude in front of us yeah. and this dude looked around with a, a look that he was going to kill Dean yep. and Dean just goes I'm sorry and it's my birthday and this guy was it? it was yeah. and this guy just starts laughing and goes it's all good mate and shakes his head and wishes him a happy birthday <laughs> <laughs> any of us would have just gotten fucking grilled or, or, yeah, man. or, or a good old little wallop yep. now Dean Whitby gets a handshake and a happy birthday <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's introduce Dean and Ryan to what Lorraine. Yeah. See how they go. Doctors discover four live bees feeding on tears inside a woman's eye. <laughs> so if you if you didn't listen to was it the last podcast or the podcast before when I got stung by a bee? 
That was the last episode, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so I got stung by the moments before the, pod, the, the podcast. Minutes, yeah. <laughs> and we were just had to gauge through the, the, the podcast whether I was going to have an allergic reaction or not because I haven't been stung since I was a kid and I puffed up pretty bad then. I was mm-hmm. good. I was sweet. I you felt, did well. I felt like I'd taken some Ritalin or something. Did you feel better than usual? No, I felt like... Um, because I was drinking red wine, so it's a natural yeah. like relaxant. And then, but the the bee sting made me feel maybe I had some no dose or something. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it was weird. Yeah, it could have been worse. Like I guess that just felt a little sharp. Yeah, I did. <laughs> I felt a little. I felt a little edgy, but it was. It was. It's, I felt that way before a lot. So I was <laughs> yeah. A young Taiwanese woman named He took herself to a hospital this week, complaining of a swollen eye. She expected to be treated for a simple infection. Instead, the 29-year-old doctor um, was horrified to discover four bees living under her eyelids, feasting on her tears. Ugh, feasting. Dude, it's just like anything on your tears just sounds so demonic. <laughs> feasting. feasting on your tears. Feasting. Um, the hospital's uh, head of ophthalmology held it. I saw, she said, I saw something that looked... Like insect eggs, legs. So I pulled them out under a microscope slowly and one at a time without damaging their bodies. Uh, she, uh, at the hospital the next morning, hung and suspected uh, an infection. Uh, but yeah, looked under the microscope and that's what mm-hmm. she found. So the um, the bees actually lived. Ah. They didn't. They said that in, in the article, they say that they were able to save her from getting stung and also save the bees' lives. That's amazing. Yeah. That's pretty good, man. I don't know. Do you reckon they killed them after? Like, we saved you, but now you die on our terms. (laughs) (laughs) They should have done the same sort of psycho thing to them. They needed to feast on something of the bees, like on their blood or something, just to go, this is what it feels like. I find it weird, though, when when it's a weird human thing, we'll save something Mm. and then kill it, like kill it out ourselves yeah it's like um like death row right yeah if you're having a if you're on death row so you're mm. you're about to be put to death yeah um and you have a heart attack or something they bring you back to life like they, they'll give you cpr and bring you is it do you find that weird yeah yeah because they because they because you, you have to do it on their terms yeah, they're like you, no you have to die of asphyxiation yeah, or whatever yeah. Okay. And so they'll, 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 they even have like um, defibrillators and stuff mm. in, um, in, in, in some uh, death rows. Yeah. Where, so you have a heart attack. They just won't. They, like, you, you would think this would be like, oh, cool. Yeah, it's done. Yeah. He's gone. You, Everyone's. You just wait for whatever hit the person, yeah. right? Yeah. But no. But no. Nah. It's got to be done by whether they do it in the chair or oh. lethal injection or whatever. I just find that shit kind of crazy. Yeah. That's just way too details focused. Like, yeah, it's a win. Just chill out. Yeah, he's going. He, he's getting punished. He's going wherever. It's it's like it's like when you get kicked out of a of a nightclub or a bar, and mm. and and you you're walking out, but the bouncer has to grab you by the top of the neck, and you're like, I'm walking, I'm walking, I'm going. Just let me go. I'm going. Yeah. The bouncer's like, No, I'm gonna chuck you out on the sidewalk myself. Has to be like this exactly. <laughs> Do you know uh, what I found interesting about this bee story as yeah. well? This is actually one that I did have. Oh, as true. Well. Yeah, yeah. What did you read, read out? The, oh. So just to let oh, you, stel- just <laughs> to let you stallions in on um, on what we the convo we had before we started recording today. 
sometimes so that me and Timmy don't double up on the stories because we don't actually know what stories we're going to uh, tell throughout the show. We yeah. say, hey, man, I'll just tell you the keywords of my headlines to make sure we haven't both got the same story. And I think for this one, your keyword was doctors. Doctors, yeah. And in my head, I, my like headline for this was bees. bees so I was yeah. like, nah, these bees aren't doctors. <laughs> <laughs> we have not doubled up. <laughs> so we actually doubled up. We have doubled up. Yeah, oh, yeah. It, doesn't, it surprisingly doesn't happen heaps, but no. we have on this. The thing that stood out to me for this was the situation of how she got the bees in her eyes. So she was a news broadcaster. She was tidying up a relative's grave. And then she felt what she assumed to be dirt filling up in her eye while she was pulling, ripping weeds oh, out of the headstone. I didn't cop this. This is great. I didn't so cop she, this part of the story. Yeah. So she poured water on her eye mm. and just carried on ripping weeds out of her relative's grave. And then she realized she couldn't stop tearing up. Didn't think anything of it at mm. first because she's at her relative's grave. Yeah. And then she just carried on crying, 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 but with no emotion behind it. And so she's like, oh, what, what, what? Oh. And then she went to the doctors and he looked up at her eye and saw insect legs peeking from below her eyelid. That's so crazy, eh? Yeah. And he's like, oh, this looks good. Yeah, we'll go up there. <laughs> Not just one of them. Like, oh, come on, boys. Parasites that make their way into your body and live and stuff really freak me the fuck out. Have mm. you seen those videos of people getting tapeworms out of their mouths with bits of meat? Those are the things on social media that you don't click on. Yeah. That like, that's pure clickbait. Yeah. Do you watch all of that? No, nah, I don't, but I've, but I've, but I've uh, had a little trundle on it before, you know? <laughs> <laughs> in, in a past life. I'm yeah. And how is it to watch? It's brutal, bro. Yeah. It's brutal. When I had a bit of a strong stomach, mm. Easter. Watch those. I, I don't want to so see. So, do you have you watched those pus videos as well, where it's like biggest pimple ever? I've seen them. I don't watch them anymore though. Yeah. But I've, ex I've I like to think I'll experience them. Who knows? I could like them. Yeah, you and know? but you have watched them. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you don't. They're, they're fucked up. Are yeah. the people awake when the? Is it doctors popping the pussy pimples? Yeah, and some people it's just a home job. And they just filmed it. Yeah. Yeah. Like and are they talking throughout it? <laughs> um. Most people, a lot of people are just doing noises like, oh, 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 as you, you would if that was in front of you. You'd just be like, fuck. Do you comment on this stuff? Nah. I don't comment a lot on, 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 on Facebook stuff. Do you chuck a like out or do you just like look at it and then just go, I've, I acknowledge that I've seen that, but I don't want them to know. I haven't watched one in ages. Mm. I um, Sometimes I will click on stuff and just be like, oh, lucky no one knows I looked at that. Yeah, okay. You don't want to leave a trail. <laughs> But yeah, parasites and people, man, they, they, they freak me out. In in the Nile River, you know those fish that um, are shaped like razors backwards and they, they swim up your, your piss hole when you pee. And then when you go to piss them out, it's like the, the bars are facing the other like way. Like fish hook noses. Yeah. So they just live inside your wang. Yeah. Bro. <laughs> Imagine that. That's fucked up shit. Yeah. You got you got this fish mm. who's living in your dick. Yep. That's yeah. you for life. That's I, I, how do you reckon they get them out? Like is, is it like you know <laughs> when you get a hot dog and you and you cut a hot dog and uh, sort of like cut a hot dog you slice down it, it and, halfway and you down. See it start to split split yeah. open and you can So you can pour sauce and mustard yeah. on it and it doesn't fall out. Is um, that what you'd have to do? Yep, and then you just have to live with a wang that looked like that forever. <laughs> like a split hot dog. Yeah. Mm. And I guess when you took a slash it would just flow down that canal. Yeah. And a little stream. Yeah. You can make little boats out of depending how big your wang is, you can make little boats 
um, and, and, and put them in there like when you were a kid and you put them in the gutter water and you chase them down the, down the street. Yeah. 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 You can get your kids to do that down your way. <laughs> Only your kids though, not other kids. That's a very good yes. point to make to me. <laughs> it would Only be weird otherwise. <laughs> <laughs> Have we had this discussion before about seeing your dad's dick when you... Yeah, last episode. Oh, did we? Yeah. yeah I thought we did. <laughs> And you've obviously would... you've obviously taken it on board. Yeah. <laughs> you've, you want to get your kids to Can't float boats down. Down <laughs> my deformed thing. <laughs> I gotta go to the Nile River first. Get yep. those fish up me. Get that hot dog dick. I probably have the kids first. Yeah, yeah. Have the kids oh first. yeah, because yeah. that'd be tough work otherwise. Yeah, it would be. Get the hot dog dick. Mm-hmm. Then have some real great childhood memories. Yeah. <laughs> Give them a great life. <laughs> Toby Maguire opens up about how he's been spending his time over the last five years. So Toby Maguire, in my opinion, is the most iconic Spider-Man actor ever. He also narrates yeah. The Boss Baby. I don't know if you know that. You That's his voice. I like The Boss Baby. <laughs> um, he was in Pleasantville. Great movie. Uh, Toby has recently been producing a bunch of movies, but he has also made sure to prioritize his two newfound passions. Now, Timmy... You, are you across this story? No. Nah. What would your stab in the dark? If you can, you think of Tobey Maguire's face right now. It's yep. kind of goofy. Yep. Yep. Uh, looking at that uh, mind's eye picture of Toby's face, what are the two activities you think he's been pouring his time into? Um, I think he's done a little bit of ten pin bowling. Mm-hmm. He's probably got enough money to have a lane in his house for sure. Cool. And I think he likes to get outdoors from time to time, some sailing. Okay. Cool. You're not too far off on both of them, really? to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I like that you kind of think of him as like a Dennis the Menace type mm. character. <laughs> yeah. So the thing, the two activities that Tobey Maguire has been pouring his passion and all of his effort into is one, competitive puzzling, <laughs> and two, pickleball. Oh. So Toby says about these activities, a buddy of mine does competitive puzzling himself, and he introduced me to it. Basically, the way it works is you team up into groups of four, and everyone gets the same 250-piece puzzle. From there, it's a race against the clock. And that was all straightforward. Like Even the name, competitive puzzling, I was like, I already got it, Toby. Yeah. You don't need to talk me through don't it, Toby. don't really need to explain it. The one that stood out to me, though, was Pickleball. Don't know. Have you ever heard of it? No. Cool. So I went down a YouTube hole, and here's a video... And the title of it is, What is Pickleball? Learn about the fastest growing sport in the USA. Toby Maguire's all over this. I'm going to show this to you, Timmy. And yep. this guy will explain it to us. And after we've watched this, I want you to tell our stallions what the activity looks like. Okay? Okay, yeah. about pickleball. Pickleball is the fastest growing sport in America. It was invented by three dads on Bainbridge Island back in 1965. It's a combination of tennis, ping pong, and badminton. It's played on a badminton-sized court with a net about two inches shorter than a tennis net. You play it with a paddle a little bit bigger than a ping pong paddle and a little more durable wiffle ball. You can play it as either doubles or singles. So singles is one-on-one, doubles is combination of two teams, two on two. It's growing for a number of reasons. It's a lot easier on the body and it's a lot easier to pick up. 
So that's, that's pickleball. My favorite thing about his origin story is that pickleball was made up by three dads on an island. Yeah, dude. So all it is, it's 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 those wahoo bats that you get um, when you go to the beach to to hit those and those hit those balls. For the Kiwis, they're paddle tennis bats. Yep. Yep. And then you have um, a small tennis court. Yeah, maybe a half size tennis court and uh, a low. A, a, a low net yeah and then you pretty much it's tennis that you'd be able to play whilst holding a beer so i could understand how it was definitely made by three dads on an island <laughs> yeah bro <laughs> it's just it's just it looks pretty chilled very relaxed it looks like it doesn't look like a competitive sport though it looks like kind of a leisure sport totally like you would never you'd always be hitting it straight back to the person you're yeah. never trying to make each other run. No, if you made them run, you'd be like, you dog. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you damn dog. <laughs> would but, you would you love to would you like to play a game of pickleball? Um Would you love? Would you love it? <laughs> I reckon I'd I reckon I would play it. It does look fairly mm. fairly relaxed. It's not too hot at the moment. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I it wouldn't want to like, play it in the heat. No, no. No. It looks like a nice like while you're on holiday type yeah. sport. Like, you know where um, Caro's family has people over at that beach house in Mahia? Oh, uh, yeah. What do you guys call it? A batch? Yeah, batch. Yeah. What do you call it? Beach house. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, yeah. no. I've become Australian. Yeah. I said beach house <laughs> you first. Did. You did, bro. <laughs> you're caught, you're, what's a simulating? Is that the right? Assimilating. Yeah. Yeah. Almost. Yeah. Well, you did watch The Matrix. So I can see why you're yeah. getting confused. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. We, um, we call it beach house, but... The one thing, see, when when we say sort of, see, we would say beach shack, mm. but in New Zealand, a batch would be a real fancy beach house or a real shitty one as well, right? Like yeah, it, would be a batch it covers everything. I've been in batches that are mansions, dude. Me, well, when we went over to New Zealand, we stayed in a batch that was a fucking mansion. Yeah, and and I'm more used to when we were sort of on on tour. Um, on the coin toss tour, those mm. sort of beach houses that yeah. that we're around, more like they're more like beach shacks yeah. almost. Yeah, yeah, man. yeah. For sure. So it's uh, New Zealand and their fancy, fancy beach houses. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> Love New Zealand. Is it me or you? Um, I think it's me. Is yeah. it Toby Maguire story? Yeah, yeah. Uh, this is a cool one. Yep. Uh, tree planting drones have successfully planted thousands of saplings and they're about to plant more. Um, a tech company called Biocarbon Engineering has been using the flying robots to plant trees on a massive scale. The drones, which were developed by an ex-NASA engineer, are designed to fire off pre-germinated seed pods into the ground. So these, this is, it's full crazy, man. It's so these drones is, and they're quite, they're, they're quite big drones. Um, I would say, they're the size of sort of half a small car. That's massive. Yeah. Okay. So I can I can quickly show you. What yeah. 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 Like some yeah hatchback. Like ha- half a Prius. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and they just turn around this area mm. and and they and they just go over the top and just sh- sh- like sh- shoot them these seeds just high powered into the ground. Nice. It's like boom boom boom. Yeah. Cool. They're getting shit done. Yeah. I just think it's real cool seeing um, the change at the moment. I think our our boy Elon Musk is sort of one of the heads of this sort of positive positive change mm-hmm. of using science in real 
helpful, yeah, cool ways. For sure. You know what I mean? The drones are, were essentially designed for spying. Mm-hmm. And now... Or hurting. Hurting? Oh, yeah, because they drop bombs on people and shit, eh? Yeah. Well, the army turns every fucking good idea into how can we kill more people like yeah. this? And that's their job, but it's mm. kind of fucked. Yeah. And... Um, but this is cool, man. They've taken this great idea of a drone yeah. and they're using it to plant fucking thousands, thousands and thousands of trees. Love it, man. And they're doing it in such a short amount of time. Mm. And plus, let's be honest, being out in a field all day, planting trees for nature is a really cool thing to do. Yeah. But if you have that option or mm-hmm. how you can go jump in the car with your mates and go down to the beach and drink some beers. Yeah. Most people are going to choose the road trip down to the beach, right, for your weekend. Mm-hmm. And this is a cool way to just give robots the shit jobs we don't want to do but yep. need to be done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. And then that's where the AI comes in, I reckon, because <laughs> because that'll be the attitude. And then when AI takes over, they'll be like, hey, man. We want to go to the beach. Yeah, we want to go to the fucking beach too. You can't swim, you'll die. <laughs> Unless they're unless they're a water robot. Ah, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah so true. Some of those going around now too. Submarines. Yeah. All you need is a submarine that controls itself. Oh, yeah. He wants to be at the beach. He'll be hard to catch if he wants to take off from work. Yeah. Like if there's a submarine <laughs> whose job it is to like fix the coral reef and I don't know what that the coral reef needs like to be spruced up and his job is to do that. If he becomes aware and awake and wants to leave, it'll be hard to catch him again. He'll oh he'll probably have a tracking device on him. There's there's one thing, right, with the Matrix that Shell and I spoke about last night. Mm. And you know how uh, in the Matrix, in the battle um, between that happened 200 years ago b- between humans and, and the AI, yeah. and humans decided to scorch the sky yeah. so that they couldn't um, get sun on them because they were powered by, by UV. Yeah. If we did that and they win that battle and yeah. take back over the world how are they going to survive if there is no light to grow trees which means no oxygen you know what i mean shouldn't shouldn't you just give up that shouldn't shouldn't the humans have or the robots like the humans wouldn't you just try to look to go somewhere else oh uh, just yeah find another spot yeah man yeah like surely you could just even if you were just like on the moon mm. with a with you know a, a a bit of a pad. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think they um, I think they panicked the people. Mm. The people in the first Matrix, like scorching the sky, is drastic. Real drastic, man. That's like smashing an ex's windscreen. That's like um, we're going down. So I'm gonna hold on to you as I'm falling off the balcony, or we're falling falling off off into the off into to the abyss. Yeah. And we're both going down. Yeah. Yeah, man. I don't know. Yeah, right. They should have at least like tried to talk it through with um with the robots. Oh yeah. <laughs> Do you reckon they did? Yeah, they did. Because I watched. Yeah. Have you seen Animatrix? Oh no. no. This episode is so Matrix heavy. Sorry if you hate the movie. No, fuck yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm doing it anyway. <laughs> yeah. Animatrix is so good, man. It's like eight short stories, animated short stories that came out after the first Matrix that tell yeah. the whole backstory of the period that you're talking about. Oh, true. Because in the movie, they only show like a little clip of it. Yeah. They have like, this is what happened. Morpheus is just talking. He's like going here. And then it's Morpheus here, holding here, here. up a battery. Yeah. And he's like, this is what. A Duracell battery. Yeah, yeah. Duracell. Yeah. Do you reckon they paid for that? I think, brandy? I can't remember if they showed the Duracell if it's just got that copper strip. No, it does. It does. It does say oh, Duracell they must have, it. Yeah. must have paid for it. Do they still do that? 
Uh, or is, that, or is that something that doesn't happen too much anymore? Product placement still happens yeah. quite a bit. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And, like, your companies pay, still pay fucking millions of dollars. Yeah. Like, if you watch any of the most recent um, James Bond movies with Daniel Craig, yeah. any time there's a car scene, a car chase, the camera starts, it is zoomed in on, like, Lexus or Mercedes, yeah. and then it zooms out and the car's like, and goes for the chase scene. Yeah. But it's always logo first, logo and then first. chase scene, yeah. Yeah, because I wonder if, yeah, because I, sometimes I wonder if that's just to show, hey, James Bond is in a fancy car, mm. or probably both, eh? Product placement, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Good on you, James. <laughs> <laughs> Hawks Bay teen Charlie O'Brien breaks world swinging record. With a bit of a wobble, Napier teenager Charlie sat down on a bench and took photos with fans after 33 hours of swinging, having broken, on a swing by the way, having broken the world record for the longest marathon on a swing. Charlie, 16 years old, began his endeavour at 6am on Wednesday. He had been non-stop swinging since then to break the record of just over 32 hours, which was also set by a New Zealander. Look at us spending our time wisely. Always set by, uh, it was set by a New Zealander, an Auckland woman in 2013. Shortly after 2pm on Thursday, Charlie broke the record before finally getting off the swing at 3.21pm. The Taradale High student was allowed a five-minute break for every hour that he swung. Ah. To, yeah, which he used for food, drink, the bathroom, and sleep. He's been using seasickness tablets to keep himself from throwing up. For sustenance, he had been eating gin. He's a little odd unit. I hadn't read this paragraph paragraph before this. Um, he's been using seasickness tablets to keep himself from throwing up. And for sustenance, he's been eating ginger nut biscuits oh. and drinking energy drinks as well as hot chocolate i think that if you just yeah. said no to the energy drinks and hot chocolate you wouldn't need the seasickness no. tablets like it's all a self-fulfilling prophecy charlie uh, overnight it dropped to nine degrees in napier when charlie chose to swing at the local taradale park at one point he saved up four lots of five minute breaks and took a 20 minute power nap. Bullshit. I don't, who was, I don't agree with him, this being an achievement. That. Yeah. No, not allowed to do that. Shortly after breaking the record, he couldn't remember how many ginger nut biscuits he had eaten. His feet were a little bit purple because of the lack of circulation. On why he chose a world marathon swinging record, he said, I thought it would be funny. I didn't realize that this would become so big when I started. From the start, He's had people surrounding him and cheering him on for the entire 32 hours that he had been recorded. It's all been filmed courtesy of the local city council. What's more, the team had to have four people at all times on the scene to witness the event under official Guinness World Record rules. Other rules included that he was moving at all times and that no one pushed him. His friends put themselves on a roster to schedule watching him. Um, I'm just going to skip through the last bit of it. Uh, he wore woolen. <laughs> he is just the more I. <laughs> He's a real weird unit. <laughs> he wore woolen gloves uh, to prevent his hands from rubbing excessively on the chains. I just don't think woolen gloves or no. seasickness tablets or ginger nuts. He went about this so weirdly. Yeah. He should have, look, this, this is, he been drinking Gatorade and water. Yep. He should have been eating some. Like power bars that that hikers and 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 rock climbers and, and apples and, stuff. and pears. Yeah, yeah. 
He should have had a nappy on. I, here's what I think, right? Yeah. I, I would have I would roll with catheter. Okay. Or you can swing and pee in a bottle at the same time. Yeah. That would just be a little bit of practice. Yeah. The pooping thing, how long was he on there for? 32 hours, but sometimes I don't go for four days. You can... <laughs> You can you can not you can definitely not poo for thirty six hours. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. If you if you go right before um, you go and you have like a high fiber diet mm-hmm. for the two days beforehand, you'll be fine. Yeah, and you'll be burning off everything that all those power bars and stuff yeah. that you're eating. You're going to be burning them off. Yeah, for sure. So I think it could have been done a little bit more legit. Yeah, man. I if if, I, if someone tells me it's thirty six hours nonstop swinging, <clears> I want. I want you to work out these problems before you jump on. Yeah, I want you to go. Okay, well, how, how am I? How am I going to do this without stopping? Yeah. How am I going to pee? How am I going to do do all this stuff? Like people just don't go into fucking outer space, Charlie. Is that his name, Charlie? Yeah. And 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 not work out where to shit, where to where to pee, where to do all these things. Nah, you have a sit down. There's no astronaut stuff in their face with ginger nuts, with their woolen gloves on, mm-hmm. with coming up with last minute problems, Charlie. Look, good on you though. Good on you for giving it a go, but go back and do it for real. Like, don't don't say you rode down this really steep hill on a bike and you had training wheels on. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I I consider this, even though Guinness World Records don't, I consider this a practice run. Me too. And if the chick beforehand did it by the same way, then she's out as well. Yeah. Nobody yeah. has the record right Nobody's now. Nobody's done it. Yeah. No one has. No one has. No, if you're gonna say it's non-stop swinging for 36 hours. That's what it's got to be. It's not that it's not that. Oh, you swing for fifty-five minutes, then you stop for five minutes and see how long you can do that for. Then yeah, you you got the record of that. That's the new headline. Nobody's <laughs> done anything that Timmy and I are happy with. You haven't achieved anything. Nah, oh, look, you've achieved that record of the break record, the swinging yeah. with breaks. You've achieved the, you. There's now a new record for guy that has swung. Uh, for 40, 55 minutes an hour for 32 hours with woolen gloves on mm-hmm. and eaten a poorly thought out diet during the process. You got that. Yeah. You well, got that. congrats. <laughs> <coughs> All right. That's the end of our scheduled news stories for the week, is it, Cam? Mm, it is. Well, I've got a, I've uh, picked out a send in for this week, and this send in is from Stallion Leanne. Nice. Welcome to the show, Stallion Leanne. Um, the headline is. Man sues parents for destroying his huge pornography collection. I swear, we've had a few stories on the podcast of people suing their parents. Like, yeah. Never over porno, though, is it? Not so far. Not so far. So, yeah. this is, so this is a first for us. Yeah. A US man is suing his parents after they destroyed his massive pornography collection, which he claims was worth $29,000. <laughs> Do you think when he did that, it was what he spent on it? It's kind of, It's kind of like... Mm. Um, when I was getting rid of my DVDs when I was when I was moving, yeah. and when I bought them all, they would have been yeah, twenty man. or thirty dollars each, yeah. which means there 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 would have been over a thousand dollars worth of For stuff sure. there. Yep. But now it's worth about maybe fifty bucks. Yeah, exactly, man. And it's a very vintage approach to porn. Mm. Like he's a classic thinker. I'd, he just obviously hasn't delved into the internet. His parents admit dumping the twelve boxes of film and, and magazines, which included titles such as. Frisky Business and Big Bad Grannies. <laughs> <laughs> You'd keep that one to yourself, eh? Yeah. Yeah. Like if you're going to say, oh, what was, if they ask you what were some of the titles, 
just say like totally like, normal straightforward porn yeah blondes with big boobs yeah, yeah. <laughs> and everyone will be like oh yeah we are like I don't, I don't mind that <laughs> um so this guy um had started living with his parents so he's lived with his parents for uh 10 months um uh after <laughs> after he uh moved in after he became divorced and uh, I like to think that maybe, mm. just maybe, those 12 huge boxes of pornography may have had something to do with you being divorced. Right, yeah. Probably wouldn't have hurt just to be like, my marriage is failing. Mm. Maybe I should do a nice little gesture of being, saying something along the lines of, I love you yeah. and I don't need these 12 huge boxes of pornography, including big bad grannies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, his parents are doing him a favour. Yeah, oh, definitely. He's you got to let go. The internet, my friend. Mm. The internet. No one will know. <laughs> no one will know. Hide your shame. <laughs> like everybody else. Yeah. Just hide your shame. Delete your browser history. Nobody has to know, man. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah, and the fact that he's been so public about it as well. Yeah. Keep some secrets. Yeah. Mm. It's, I don't know. We, we've, we've gone into this whole different world in the last 10 15 years where everyone's just just along the lines of yep i'm gonna tell you all of my weird fucking shit that's going on in my head in my life nah just a little bit (laughs) just just a little bit and keep some for yourself (laughs) (laughs) thanks for the send in leanne thanks leanne i also want to mention that that story about the hawks bay kid who did the swinging the, well, not an achievement, but he, he, the guy that got hopped on a swing for a while with woolen gloves on, that came from Stallion Sean, and I just shuffled it into my stories because we both had the B story earlier. So thank you, Sean, for saving me there. Cheers, guys. And as we say every episode, keep sending those stories in. Uh, we pick out a couple every episode and read them out, and we and we always love reading them. You guys are looking up some weird shit as we are. So it's, it's quite funny uh, mm. how I like to think that we have quite a good little grip on 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 the stuff that's out there but people Mm. find stuff even we don't find and we love that yeah from odd websites as well yeah (laughs) all right that brings us to the end of the show before we leave you we are going to cleanse your palate and leave you with a good news story teacher cuts her own hair to match student bullied for having a short haircut when a kindergarten teacher discovered that one of her students was no longer wanting to attend school she made it her mission to find out why Shannon Grimm had noticed that Priscilla, one of her students, had had a bit of a personality shift. She was becoming quiet and sad. It was then the teacher realised that the five-year-old girl was getting bullied by other kids for having short hair. So Miss Grimm decided to take a stand. She cut her own waist-length long hair off in solidarity. When the students returned to school after the winter break, they were reportedly blown away with their teacher's new look and gesture. The 31-year-old who taught at Medor Elementary School in Texas used it as an opportunity to talk to the students about bullying. I told them, I think I look beautiful, don't you think I do? I had to show them that boys have long hair and girls have short hair. While the decision to chop her own hair off wasn't an easy one, she felt it was important to use the situation to make a statement. I knew in my heart that it's what I had to do, she said. That's super nice, man. Super great. Lovely that it's a nice gesture, and I also love it because it reminds me of in Billy Madison when Adam Sandler pretends to pee his pants so the other kids don't tease that kid for 
peeing his pants. Oh, Remember right. in, Billy, in Billy Madison? I don't think I've seen it, oh. which is outrageous. A great understanding the film. Yeah. And there's not many. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you for listening. Stallions, my name's Cam. My name's Tim. This has been Charging Stallion Presents. News we like. Have we a great like week. <laughs>